Hours of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Welcome to Ours is the Fury, episode 79. My name is Ryan. I am Tim. And we're here to talk about everything Ottawa Fury FC of the NASL. Uh, <laughs> did you enjoy the game on Friday, Tim? I did. I thought the uh, the results was a bit disappointing considering the start we had, but I thought overall in all it was a pretty entertaining game, pretty back and forth. Um, probably one of the better games that Edmonton and Ottawa have played. Yeah, a pretty good start. I guess the final score was 2-2, but uh, Tommy Stewart scored the fastest goal in Ottawa Fury history. Yeah, and maybe the easiest one. It, it reminded me of the goal that uh, Julian de Guzman gave up, I think, to FC Edmonton earlier this season. Yeah. Where he just like pa- pretty much passed the ball or lost control of the ball right in a dangerous area, in the hot zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was just a gift of a goal for Tommy Stewart. It was great. Yeah, nice to see. So early. Got the crowd kind of into it. Yeah. That, and that, and that's, uh, that, that really sets the tone for the game. So maybe we'll go through the starting lineups before we get into detail of the game. Who was our, our starting 11? So a bit different formation. Pizer Nets. We had three at the back with Timbo, Alves, Rose Room. We had four in front of them with Tiso, Bailey, Eustachio, and Edward. We had two kind of attacking mid- mids with Oliveira and Ryan Williams, and one striker with uh, Tommy Stewart. Yeah, so the three five two one, which I don't think we've seen since. Have we seen it recently? Or is, I don't know at the start of the season. Three four two one, no. Oh yeah, three, five. yeah. Let's put, <laughs> let's put six in there. Three six two one. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we haven't seen that for a while, and, there, and it seemed to be working. Uh, mm-hmm. Two-goal lead early mm-hmm. on. Uh, how did the second goal play out? That was uh, Tiso, right? Yeah, Tiso, uh, Ryan Williams crossed it to Stewart, who kind of had it bounce a bit weird off of him, and then Tiso just came in. Tiso with the new, brand-new hair, the blonde-dyed hair, came in and uh, finished it off for for a goal and a two, two nil lead early. Yeah, what whatever works with the hair. I'm, I'm glad he had the big mm-hmm. announcement was the hair. <laughs> Tiso on Twitter was like a big big change coming uh. tomorrow. <laughs> which now. which which considering the news of that week was pretty minor. A bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing, Maxime. Mm-hmm. Bad timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought Ryan Williams like well talk about the penalties in a bit <laughs> the penalty twice mm-hmm. um but i thought he played a really good game mm-hmm. and uh he was actually very effective in that game and uh he did have a couple bad touches and bad passes but the majority of his play was quite strong yeah i think he's one of uh he's been pretty impressive i think 
it was kind of unfortunate they put that free kick specialist on him because he's actually a decent player with the ball at his feet and in the middle of play and him and Oliveira seem to work very well together. Yeah, and I think, like Daglish pointed out earlier, that, you know, he came in and he wasn't fit. He wasn't playing. He wasn't game mm-hmm. fit. And uh, it takes some time for him to get up to speed, and I think we're starting to see that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I guess I guess he didn't get credit for the assist on the Stewart's goal, but definitely had a hand in it. And uh, it should be positive from uh, the rest of the season see how he does. Yeah, and the same thing, Oliveira, who's a replacement player, uh, was sent from Brazil, who's who's been a, one of our best this season. And uh, he's been a nice nice addition as well. Yeah, he's probably been one of the more dynamic players. I think he has a bit of a problem with uh, fitness, because I don't think he, he uh, finishes games as well as he starts games. Probably, I don't think... He's very effective in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game that he plays those minutes in. And he gets subbed, he gets subbed often, but... Quite often, yes. Yeah. But with the lack of subs we have now, we're kind of keeping him in there. Yeah, so the team's starting to shape up. Uh, Timbo's return happened this week mm-hmm. as well. Um, he's looking pretty consistent to what he was before on the back line. A little confused at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does have the he does have this this foot speed, but I, I think he needs some uh, some more coaching, some more direction. Yeah, it's unfortunate he got kind of injured at the same time. Dagley's just putting in the three defense because I don't think he got enough uh, playing time before his injury on just the three back line. And I think hopefully this kind of moves Roseboom up to midfield. Yeah, because if you look at um, like just kind of football intelligence watches, and you have Timbo, Alvis, and Rosaboom, the the player that's probably has the most football intelligence is Alves in that, but he doesn't have the speed to uh, make up for the other players' mistakes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of it's kind of scary seeing like when one of them get caught out or they're not marking properly, they're, they're very vulnerable with the three at the back. And yes, that showed on. I think I showed on both the Edmonton goals, both scored by uh, Fordyce. First one came on a on a corner, and he just just completely unmarked. And yeah, yeah, that was that was almost a gift. Well, that was a gift goal because there was literally nobody around him. Like he could have, he could have like put his arm straight out and and mm-hmm. spun around and not hit anyone. Yeah, everyone just kind of stood still. And Fordyce moved and got to the ball first and put it in, and it was kind of a really uh, bad time for the Fury to concede because if they went in, went in the half of two, nothing. I think it's a different result. But yeah, and then the and then the second goal, the defender was on on the wrong side of the player. Yeah, the pass just kind of broke open the the Fury defense and. Basically, just what was one on one with the keeper and put it past Pizer. Yeah, but, uh, you know, what were our substitutions like? How did we adjust? Like we're up, we're up two nil, then two one, and then we made some substitutions in the second half. Uh, do you know what those are? Well, each 
put on Roberts for Timbo. Timbo came off. That was a 66 minute. Okay, not not a bad substitution. No, I think Roberts Roberts is pretty good. Timbo is probably still, you know, not fully fit. And then uh, the second sub, uh, Gentile came on for Edward, just kind of put a little another forward on. That that one's the one that strikes me as odd. Um, is is Edward? Uh, so we're up two one, and we put another forward on. Oh no! This is this is this one was tied. Yeah, this is twenty minutes after the second okay. Edward's the second goal. And and was he using Gentili as a forward? Yeah, I think so. I think they're just trying to push the last basically last few minutes. And go for that third goal. Yeah. So Gentili has uh, how many career goals? I think it's two. Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Is is he your answer when you uh, need a goal? Is that who you put out? Someone who's played a lot of games but's only scored two goals in the league? Yeah. Well, I mean, the trouble is that, except for Roberts, the only other subs we had was two goalies and a reserve guy. Yeah. So it's not. He's not. He doesn't have a lot of options. Like it was just Gentile or really no one. Yeah, and Howarth wasn't available. No. So. So the short bench uh, bites him again. Yeah, and that's how it ended. 2-2. Um, I think I think you probably... I was disappointed because they were up 2-0 and they missed those two penalty kicks or that one penalty kick twice. Uh, but I think overall, if you looked at the game and the chances that each team got, I think we'd probably be happy with a, happy with a tie. Yeah, well, we seem to be happy with the tie a lot. I was looking at at the points, I think we've got two points in the last possible nine, mm. and I don't. It's not the best results, but and people seem happy with it considering the situation, uh, with the injuries and just not having players that are on the same level as the other players in the league. Like you, we put us up against someone like Carolina, who's considered an an average team in the league, middle table. And our, our players like do not compare like for like at all. Mm. So it's it's that's something I don't know what would you'd want to do to change that, or is that something that we're just gonna live with now and that's how it is? But we'll see. But I'm I'm, mm. I'm trying to be uh, trying to be <laughs> upbeat, but like like you you put our team on paper and you look at all like all the other teams except for maybe Jacksonville. And even Jacksonville has a couple players that are notable, and uh, it's it's it doesn't look good on paper. Mm. Yeah, I definitely missed uh, Dixon. Yeah. He was traveling with the national team. Yeah, and he he he'll be missing uh, the game on Wednesday. I'm not sure about the game on Friday if he he'll be mm. available because uh, Canada plays Tuesday in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And the Fury play Wednesday in Puerto Rico, and then f- Saturday, sorry, not Friday, Saturday in um, in Carolina. So, yeah, he should be available for Saturday because I honestly don't think Canada's going to be using him, right? I don't, think mm-hmm. he'll, I don't think he'll be playing 90 for sure. So so maybe, hopefully, Dixon will be returned. Mm-hmm. So what else about this match that, that uh, you noticed or... I thought it was a much better. They played a much better game 
than the last two matches uh, against like uh, Miami. I, I thought the football was more entertaining. Yeah, they were a lot more. Seemed a lot more pacey, a lot more, more running around, not just passing the ball amongst themselves in the back. I thought uh, moving forward, they were a little more creative than they usually are. Attack through the middle a few times, mm-hmm. which was nice to see. Yeah, and uh, maybe we we skipped over the penalty. Yes. So the Ryan, it was a clear penalty, right? It was. There's mm-hmm. no, no doubt about it. And then Ryan Williams uh, took it. What, and what happened on the first time? I took it. It was safe, but the referee called it back because uh, I think one or two of the Edmonton players were. Uh, you know, encroaching on encroaching the- in the penalty. Like, I understand that they probably don't call that if someone's a foot or two feet in, but these guys are about four or five feet in. Yeah. Before the the ball was hit, and then I retook it, and then he went to the other corner, and it was saved again. Yeah, and actually, both keepers had a really outstanding game. Like Pizer had a couple amazing oh, saves. Mm-hmm. That- yeah. I remember one save he made in the. It was a, a double save in the in the first half yeah. that he made, and then still, I think Timbo had to clear it off the line after that. Yeah, that's um, that was pretty uh, nerve wracking moment in the game. Mm. Yeah, so two two, not a bad result. Um, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk about some NASL news. Uh, We're going to preview the game against Puerto Rico and uh, talk about a few other things. Welcome back to Ours is the Fury. Uh, let's look at some NASL news. Uh, any any craziness in the news, Tim? Uh, no, not really. Not as much as last week. <laughs> it, you know, it's we we need a down week. Like we need like a normal like oh yeah. And, and I guess the international transfer window's over, right? Right now. Yeah. So yeah. we don't see any big international transfers. We may see players moving between. Uh, American and Canadian teams, but that's mm. it. Mm-hmm. So I have a really dumb question. Um, with the international transfer window, can we move players from American leagues that, like, say, non-NASL teams to our team? Um, that's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> so, it's always it's always a little dicey. Like, people, they always say... No, we can't do more transfers, and then there's there'll be more transfers happen. So I don't know. Yeah, like apparently we only can transfer players from other Canadian clubs at the moment. Yeah, that's what I hear. Which so does that means we can't like buy a player off Carolina or or get mm-hmm. a player from Phoenix who's in another league. Mm-hmm. Like we're not yeah. able to do that. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, and how does that work for Puerto Rico? Are they like just, <laughs> they just can't? They have to get players just from the island. Like that's are they yeah, counted as USA in FIFA? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. They have their own football association and national team, so I assume they're distinct. Wow, 
Wow. Well, let's go through what's happened in the league. So our game was 2-2 against FC Edmonton. And uh, one good thing about that, that kept F- FC Edmonton from the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the fall season, they're sitting at 24 points, and New York is still ahead of them at 27 points. So that's one good thing. Uh, because, but Fort Lauderdale and New York both tied uh, each other. So the next day, and then the... Not very many goals, eh? Like Carolina beat Jacksonville one nil, mm-hmm. and that was in Carolina, I believe. And Carolina never lose at home, and they and we were, we're playing them Friday, so that's gonna be uh, scary. And did you see the goal in the Carolina game? No, it was uh, Shipolani chipped it over the keeper. It's in our it's in our Twitter feed. Nice video of it, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, another amazing goal by Ship. And I don't know. I don't understand why this player is not playing at a higher level, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always one of the best in the NASL, for sure. Yeah. So, And then maybe it's because of his, I think he has international status as South African, so maybe that has something to do with it. But, and he, he, just, he doesn't have that, like, name. Like, no one knows him outside of Carolina mm-hmm. and people that closely follow the NASL. But, mm-hmm. uh Indies having a hard time getting results, eh? They yeah, I don't know if it's like the cure, or not the cure, but the curse of the the spring season champion. It ha- seems to happen to everyone, not the Cosmos. Well, but, you're, yeah. you're guaranteed a playoff spot, right? Yeah. So does that must take away some drive? Oh, absolutely. I think we saw, I think two years ago, was Atlanta when Atlanta won the spring season. They just fell off the map in the fall season. Well, and you probably don't want to like risk injuries and go too hard because you're you're guaranteed a spot in the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then that those two games is when you're you're gonna go for it. So I mm-hmm. don't know. That's it's a problem with the format, maybe. And uh, and the last game is a game I watched and I really enjoyed was uh, Miami against Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico. No, Miami gets. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And Miami with the big three road goals, and uh, Johnny Steele with an amazing goal as a one bounce volley, and he just cranked it into the net. Uh, and if he's not full fitness. You can tell he's hurting. Mm. He, he got bumped mm. into a couple times, went straight to ground, rolling around. Mm. Uh, definitely his arm is hurting him. Mm. But yeah. Well, nice to see him back on the field and even scoring. Yeah, and uh, Oliver Minitel mm-hmm. started that one, but he was subbed off about halfway through the game. And uh, Surya, 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 uh, who we expect to see both those players playing against Ottawa on Wednesday. So, And what's interesting, you know, Puerto Rico's only had one win in their franchise history. Yeah. They have. Uh, they're not doing well. Yeah, they have one win, I think five draws. And then six losses. Yeah. So was, last time I checked, it was one five and five, and that was before. So, so, but we like to we like to be teams first. We were we were the first for Jacksonville for their first ever road win just mm-hmm. a couple a month or two ago, and maybe we'll be Puerto Rico's uh, first win at home. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty exciting. But you want to talk about the Puerto Rico game at all? Uh, sure, yeah, it's kind of a far away to travel for the team. I hope they travel 
better than they've traveled uh, this year. I know this year's been kind of rough for them on a few occasions. Uh, yeah, Puerto Rico generally generally plays in a four-five-one, so we're going to see that yeah. that five midfielder set up again. Uh, Oliver is usually playing on the wing of the five midfielders. Yeah, and usually uh, Riviera was playing uh, out as the lone striker there. Mm. The Tommy Heineman of last year. Yeah. So it's an interesting, uh, interesting setup. It's, it's mm. not, it's not working for them, obviously, but no. But it should be a tough matchup. It should be a tough place to play. They're not getting. I don't think they're getting a lot of attendance. I think they got like. 2,500, just, yeah, just a little over 2,500 for the game against Miami on the weekend. But I guess it's growing there. They really don't have anything to play for because they missed the entire spring season. They're pretty much, yeah, they're out of any real playoff hopes. Oh, yeah, there's no way. I, how did, It's so weird with them coming in halfway through. Like, There's no chance of them winning anything. No. Like... They would have to run the table. Like, I guess it's mathematically possible, but next to impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be interesting. Wednesday night game. Yeah, Wednesday night game. Uh, players to look out for uh, uh, Pedro Mendes. He's a 26 year old Brazilian. Uh, he, he can be dangerous out there. And we all know Minitel. Minitel actually looks better, I thought, than mm. he did last year, even. Uh, he has really good service. They're using him kind of as a winger. The the game I watched mm. on the weekend. So I yeah, when I when I see him play, and I see Soria play. If he plays, he didn't play last game, but nice to see him back on the field. Yeah, he was injured against Edmonton's. Mm. So one uh, one player that we all know, speaking of Edmonton's, uh, Chris Nurse is on Puerto Rico. And you know he's, I'd say, average, solid, uh, NESL midfielder, mm. and someone who plays with a lot of intensity. So, yeah, I mean, if this is, if you want to pick a game that the Fury kind of turn it around, this is it. Hope they can pick up three points here and kind of turn it around for the end of the season. Not that they have much choices, chance of the playoffs, but to finish the season strong at least. Yeah, they need they need to uh, they need to get the points in the games like these. They can't let points slip, uh, because especially going into Carolina after, and we'll we'll talk about Carolina mm-hmm. in a bit. But uh, Puerto Rico, I noticed a lot of their tactics. Uh, like I've only seen them play twice this season, but even against faster paced teams, um, they like they like to keep it compact and then put it over the top, and then the mm-hmm. two wingers and and the striker go for it so they'll have the ball in their own zone and then suddenly it will be in the box on the other end like mm. their midfielders will like pretty much do goal kick style kicks and service those guys and they were doing that a lot against Miami and they did have like a few opportunities like they had a few chances on goal and they all came like that way they they weren't doing the build up from the back mm. yeah it should be inter- it should be interesting to see how their their width counteracts with I am assuming we, we're going to play three at the back again yeah this is a game where like a player missing Kyle Porter really hurts us I think mm-hmm. and 
but uh, hopefully we've done our research in Puerto Rico because they they love to go over the top and and they can they can move the ball quickly. So don't let the uh, table ranking fool you. They, they are they are dangerous, but they do also expose themselves. So the way we play, it could be a high scoring game for both sides. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be fun to watch Wednesday. I see what's on Rogers, and it should be on the Auto Fury. TSN twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Auto Fury website. Yeah, so and uh, it's on quite a few. Actually, I, ha- I have the actual listing. I'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Wednesday night, and at seven. So that that should be pretty good. Uh, wh- what was interesting is the Fury were practicing this morning. So it's mm. Monday morning, and uh, they're still in Ottawa. They got a game in Puerto Rico Wednesday, and so they're practicing. And then they're traveling tomorrow, so it's probably a good at least eight hours, I'm sure, because they have to. There's always a you can't get any direct flights mm. Mm. from Ottawa. Well, not not on a Tuesday anyway. I guess Friday there's a direct flight to Puerto Rico. So you're looking at least eight hours. So and then they have the game Wednesday, and then Wednesday they they leave after the game. They stay in Puerto Rico and then they leave, and uh, they go straight to Carolina. So uh, it's a tough schedule for them. I don't know when they're gonna get like a practice in between uh, between the Puerto Rico game and the Carolina game, but. What do you think of having to practice today? Like, it should should have been yesterday? Like, how long is recovery after a Friday night game? Uh, two days at most, I would say. So I think they're okay. They should be okay. Okay, and then the travel on Tuesday. So, like, it's... they sh- Like, Puerto Rico, everyone says it's so far. But really, it's like... It's only, like, a couple more hours than going to Tampa or Fort Lauderdale, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, it's not that far off the coast. Like for us, maybe for Edmonton or Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Well, Minnesota would be about the same as here, I'd say. Minnesota probably has a direct flight because they're, they're a hub city. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So Wednesday, the game, it's on quite a few things. Uh, it's on One World Sports in the U.S., So which, okay. which does work in Canada, if you go to their website, yep. uh, on NASL match days. And TSN's covering it. Uh, French language radio is going to be Unique FM 94.5 in the Ottawa Gatineau region. And you can also watch it on the Ottawa Fury website. So there's going to be three places to watch it and two ways to listen to it. So that's pretty good coverage. That's, uh, yeah. like you, don't have, you don't have an excuse not to either listen or watch this game. Yeah. So and I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a good game. And it, it's great to see some former Fury players it's great to see a new club. First time we've played, mm-hmm. first time we've ever played, right? Our all-time record is perfect mm-hmm. against Puerto Rico. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Another brand new team. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a few more players back by then. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think Howarth is close to being fit, right? And Bruna's Bruna was out practicing today. Uh, we retweeted a bunch of pictures from practice, so you can mm-hmm. kind of look at the faces. So good. But Bruno's still wearing the penny, which means no contact. So, mm, okay. So we'll see. But it's nice to see uh, uh, some of those faces we haven't seen out out in practice. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So, and then we have the game against Carolina. Yep. And I have to admit, 
If, if Ottawa didn't have an NASL team, I'd probably cheer for Carolina. <coughs> yeah, they're a strong team. Um, they had some ownership problems last few years with uh, new owners coming, new local tech owners coming. It's kind of solidified uh, stability of the team and put them on the right track. And, and they're on the right track. I mean, they're only... Looking at this table is only seven points out of fourth, and they have two games in hand over Minnesota. So they're really in the thick of the playoffs, which is kind of maybe a shock now. But they really they started really well. They started really well in the spring season. They almost they almost won it, but they just kind of trailed off in the the start of the fall season. They didn't do so well. So it's nice to see them kind of back up there now and fighting for it. I don't know. I think at the start of the season, wasn't it one of your picks, Carolina, for a playoff team? Maybe. I don't remember my picks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember two weeks ago. Never mind. Never mind the start. But, yeah, I I picked – I remember I, I was I went heavy on Carolina and Rayo, <laughs> of all teams. And Rayo, since the coaching change, has, have not been exciting. But, yeah, but there's a lot of great players to watch out for. Matt Watson – course we talk about Shipolani, mm-hmm. uh, Omar Bravo the former Mexican national team player um, they're just a dangerous team and and even like even like they're like guys like Shriver who like usually aren't even starting anymore and they're like the the guys they put in when they need a goal mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh, and Drew Becky has been mostly a sub this season so that that kind of tells you the quality of Carolina yeah, Kara Fitzgerald on that's always tough. You know, didn't even play last game. Uh, Simon Metzinger, the guy from Atlanta last year, was probably one of the best defenders last year. He's kind of on and off the off the starting eleven. So they have a really really strong team. And it's going to be tough. It's always tough. Carolina, Carolina is probably one of the best teams to play at home. Yeah, that that place is a fortress. If if there's any place that's a fortress, it's mm-hmm. Carolina first. And they used to be the New York Cosmos. New York Cosmos second. And I remember when we beat New York Cosmos last year at home, like everyone was shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, I think it was 3-1 or 4-1 we beat them at home mm-hmm. in, in New York. So, And the same thing with Carolina. If you beat them at home, that's, that's a shock. So I, I don't expect anything out of this game. I, if a draw would be a good result. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what, do you know the game after that that we play? Because there's a bunch all squished together. I know, I know, we play Minnesota at home after that. But uh, let's see here. While you're looking at that, um, yeah, I played Minnesota. We played Minnesota back to back. So after home first then on the road no road uh, first first. so So saturday three road games so saturday 17th we're at we're in minnesota and then the following saturday the 24th they are back here i i caught some of the minnesota rail game and uh minnesota just barely won one nil and uh their fans were saying uh doing that hey goodbye Mm -hmm. to the rail the rail team um I don't know if it's because they're going; they'll never see them again, and they're going to MLS, or it's because they think Rayo's not going to be around. But mm. it's, it's kind of—I don't know. 
something about Minnesota fans gets under my skin quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> They're my least least favorite fans in the league, that's for sure. And I won't be sad to see them gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then so we got the two against. So that's a tough schedule. Puerto yeah. Rico, yeah, you know, it's the travel and stuff. And really, the team, the team isn't that bad, Puerto Rico. And despite their standing, I'd I'd, I'd rather play Jacksonville than Puerto Rico. Like I think we'd get a better result mm-hmm. against Jacksonville and Puerto Rico. And so, and then Carolina, and then Minnesota twice. So how many mm-hmm. points do you think we're going to get out of these four games? Projection-wise, I think we'd be ecstatic with five points. Five, okay, like a win and two draws. Yeah. Okay. I know Minnesota. We always play them tough. Carolina, I, I don't see us getting a point. Carolina, Minnesota, we always play tough. So I, it's probably not out of the question that we get two draws or maybe one win out of there. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm going to go with uh, four points. And I'm going to go with a draw against Puerto Rico, and we're going to w- lose Carolina, and one of the wins will be against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's on be home or away, but we're going to beat Minnesota because that's what I want to happen and <laughs> make, make my own reality. <laughs> and that's, but, yeah, so not many games left. I think there's four more home games. So uh, if you haven't caught many games this season, this will be the time to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, come come see, come see uh, the NASL. It might be the last chance you get. Could be. Could be. We don't know. So uh, it's funny. Uh, so there's the big bomb dropped uh, last week with uh, mm-hmm. Stu saying that Stu tweeting out that we're not going to be in the league next year. Um, usually something else follows up and there's more to the story but so far there's been nothing else it's been five days or so no and there's the been only, no other comments right uh, the only comment I saw was Tim Baines of the is it the citizen or the son I think he works for both actually okay that's pretty much that he said the club was now 50-50 on NASL or USL next year which I don't know if Ottawa, the Fury front office, is putting in, out any information like that. I don't know where he got that from. That's that's a weird. I can't. I can't see them saying that because you would have to pay money mm. to leave the league. Mm. Say USL does waive any kind of expansion fees or whatever. Uh, how late can you decide? Like what when it happened with San Antonio? San Antonio would be a good. Mm. Like when when did that happen last year? Do we remember? Was it in, in October? Was it in September? That's a good question. I don't. Know. It was during the season. I remember. I don't remember when exactly, but. And and then how did the San Antonio market react? And I, I personally know that um, John Pugh of the ownership group has a great respect for. Well, he had a great respect for the Scorpions organization. And a lot of when they're planning the Fury, they wanted to be similar to how San Antonio were doing it because they were getting good crowds. They had a beautiful new stadium, the whole bit. Like, it was a good mm. template. They just they just won a championship. Like, they were the team to model yourself after, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And now they're gone. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I, yeah, I can't really say anything on it because there's really no information about it. I mean, whatever we said, if you want to hear what we really think, uh, the podcast we put out last week has is pretty much all of it. Well, if you don't listen to that one, pour yourself a hard drink. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. We're, uh, we'll probably do some uh, digging this week have some opportunity this week to do some digging and we'll we'll see what uh we'll see what's going on or see mm-hmm. get a little more information mm-hmm. because it's, it's such a it's such a huge important thing and there really isn't any information on it so it might just all be false and maybe maybe they're just bad at putting out press releases countering things it's very possible <laughs> very, very possible. <laughs> remember, remember in the first couple seasons, there was always a big announcement, mm-hmm. and everyone would get all excited. It's like, oh my god, what player are we getting? What's happening? Right? And then it'd be like, and it'd be like something like the new menu at the. <laughs> yeah. The women's team is going to be called the Fury next year. Like, why? Yeah. Why would they not be? Yeah, <laughs> they, they were called <laughs> that last year. So yeah, we've seen a history of a bad. PR, so let's hope that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. So, uh, as always, do you have anything to add about uh, about anything Fury-related? No, not really. Just four games left. Uh, try to make it to some... Tr- I try to make it to the Minnesota game. It's going to be the last time we're going to see Minnesota here. It's always a pretty big rivalry. It's uh, developed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, four games left. Let's make it a big party. Mm-hmm. Have a good time and enjoy some football. That's why we come to the park is for the football. So, as always, if you uh, want tickets for any of the last upcoming matches, you want to check out at uh, Stony Monday Riot on Twitter, uh, or you can email Stony Monday Riot at gmail dot com. There's a viewing party, Tim, on Wednesday. Where Twitter. is it? Puerto Rico. Well, it's in Puerto Rico. You have to go to Puerto Rico to view. No, uh. it's at the Arrow and Loon. Okay. On uh, Bank Street, close to the stadium there. So, viewing party for the Puerto Rico game, 7 p.m. And you know what's happening at the Arrow and Loon? Half price menu. Wow. And I, I hope I got that right. Otherwise, I'm paying for a lot of people's food. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, come out. And uh, as always, uh, you got anything to say to us, you can tweet us at OIT Fury on Twitter. And what's our Gmail address? Ours is a Fury Podcast at gmail.com. As always, uh, thanks for listening and uh, you know, keep keep up your comments and stuff. We, mm-hmm. we really enjoy talking about you know football and everything that has to do with uh, football and the team we love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, next time. Toodles. <laughs>